basement dwellers, hosted by your boy Jacob Santoro and Christian Talone. You're blabbering about unnecessary stuff. Cut it out. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe button to get all the updates from the channel too. Tell me what your hand's doing over that button first. But for now, this loud child kick back, cause I got a fresh one right here delivered to your speakers. Lock in. here episode 107 happy friday to you all i hope everyone had a great halloween a great start to the fall it's been a beautiful brisk 70 something degrees windows are open in the house <laughs> it is a very momentous time for all phoenicians everywhere my name is jacob i'm joined by christian as Hello. always my handsome lad loving your shirt by the way corduroy i'm pink. loving your shirt man man what's it made of towel uh, towel <laughs> it's made it's made of towel <laughs> but this isn't about our shirts today it's not with us man. today uh, joining us again for the second time, uh, and uh, for the third time as individual uh, band members, we have DJ from Exiled Martyr. What's up, guys? Hey, man, how you doing? Doing good. Oh, thank doing you so good. much for coming. Uh, we'll just kind of we'll we'll uh, address the the white uh, missing vocalist in the room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we unfortunately uh, are down one member due to car problems. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, from what I checked in, everything's good with uh, Coleman. So he would like to be here, but it's been a messed up day <laughs> as far all, as everyone goes we man. all have our car problems for sure you just experienced that last night <laughs> oh yeah you want to hear some car problems <laughs> um i had the worst night last night um i got off work right normal and i drove all the way home and realized i forgot my backpack full of all my shit like my chargers and all that stuff at work and i was like that's fine you know i'm a manager so i have like you know the codes to get in and everything i was like cool but there's probably there's probably gonna like someone higher up is probably gonna get like a notification or something you know saying like who's getting in the store at fucking 1 30 in the morning <laughs> so i got back there and i called uh kendra you know kendra yeah yeah i called kendra and i was just because she lives right right there and i was like hey um uh if you want to hang out i was like I'm, I'm back on this side of town i'm not really keen on like driving back home just yet um, cause I, I got all the way home and had to drive all the way fucking back. So I was like, Hey, if you want to hang it's out, it's the for worst a bit. feeling dude, as an adult, especially I got to say like, it's now becoming like, do I want to even waste the gas? Like how important is this? Yeah. That's where I was at last night. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like, Hey, so I called her and she didn't pick up the first time. So I was like, fuck. So like, I was like getting out of my car and I was like texting her, like answer your phone, you know? And then, um, I closed my door and I like finished texting her and then she called me back and I was like, Hey, um, you know, she was just talking to me for while I went and grabbed my shit. And then I got out and I went back to my car and like went to open the door and I had locked my keys inside my car. Dude, no. Yeah. 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 So then I was like, Kendra, this is your fault. <laughs> if you had just answered the first time, then I wouldn't be locked out of my car. Um, so I was like, now this is, this is uh, escalated from a call to hang out to a call for help. <laughs> I was SOS. Like, yeah. And I had had to break into my car once before. Um, and I know how to do it. Like I, <laughs> what I did was I just folded a long strip of tape and like turned it into like a little like jig. And then I just got some screwdrivers and like pried it open, slipped it in, pull the, pull the pop lock. That's how you steal a car kids. Um, <laughs> now you know, <laughs> um, and I was trying to do that and I know that there's like a security detail like on that plaza. So I was like, I got to call them and let them know. So they don't think I'm, cause it's a hundred percent going to look like I'm stealing a car. Um, and I also had like my leather jacket on, so I just oh. looked like a cartoon, like Hooligan. car thief. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was doing that. And then, um, Kendra had gotten back by that time and she was, um, 
she had brought the stuff for me and I was like, cool. So I'm like trying to do this. And then uh, the security guard walks up. He's like, you got locked out of your car. And I'm like, yeah. But the security guard, he's like plain clothes. So he's like just wearing, he just looks like a huge black guy. And um, <laughs> while we're, um, <laughs> while we're like doing this, it's like me and Kendra huddled around the door with screwdrivers. <laughs> and it's very topical kids. I promise. Yeah. You. And then, and then a huge black guy just standing there right next to us. <laughs> Oh, I heard a surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like now it looks like he's like in on it and like we're chilling or whatever, trying to get into my car. And then a cop pulls up <laughs> and it looks really bad because <laughs> Kendra's like in her like fucking, you know, uh, hood rat clothes. So she's just like in a hoodie and like a hat and like her sweats or whatever. And um, the cop comes up and he's just like, hey, uh, what's going on? <laughs> and we're like, uh. I got locked out of my car. I work here. I still have my Pizza Hut hat on. So I was like, Lucy, I work right there. Um, and then he was cool enough to like help me break into my car. Um, I didn't really rely on cops because like the last time it happened, I called El Mirage PD and they were like, no. So I was like, okay, thanks guys. Um, so anyways, he's like helping me break into my car. And like I said, I'd done it before. So like the little like weather lining on my passenger side is like kind of dented up. Right. And I was like, he comes in, he's like, where, he's like, where would you like me to do it? I was like, you can do it on this side because it's already dented up. And I'm thinking he has something to pull the pop lock like I was trying to do, right? Yeah. But I guess they have like a metal rod with like a little like rubber finger on the end of it. So it's like you like, he like worked it in. His whole plan was to <laughs> flip the switch to unlock the car. And I didn't think about that right away. And I'm, as he's doing it, I'm like, oh, fuck, the switch on the passenger side doesn't work. <laughs> so I didn't have the heart to tell him right away. <laughs> so he spends like a half hour trying to do this. And meanwhile, the whole time I'm like, it's not going to work. <laughs> he gets it up. And it's funny. There was like two homeless people like at the bus stop right there. And he was like, watch. I bet you one of these homeless people is going to walk up and pretend like they can do a better job. <laughs> and then sure enough, dude, like they walk by. <laughs> And, like, this chick walks by, she's like, you guys need any help? I'm a professional. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? <laughs> she just told the cop she's really good at breaking into cars. And um, after she, like, gave him, she was like, oh, you got to get closer to the lock right there because you're not going to wedge it open and that envelope. Just being, like, you know, smart ass. And then she leaves. And this was at Sunny Slope. And um, <laughs> he's like, see what I fucking tell you. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, the slope will provide you its knowledge. <laughs> And then uh, he's, he, like, gets the switch, and he's, like, flipping the switch, and it's not going. He's just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, you know, this is my bad. <laughs> I don't think that side works. He's like, so we have to do the other side now? And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to the oh. other side, get it unlocked. I got into my car. And then I, for some reason, like, because I've only had to do this, like, once before, like, I have no idea how to turn my car alarm off when it's going off because my little fob doesn't work. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's just some problems. On problems yeah, so there. another tricky tip on how to <laughs> steal a car. Um, I honestly don't even remember what I did. I, uh, oh, I just closed my door. I turned it on, closed my door and it went off. <laughs> there you go, kids. That's how you steal. That's, that's how you steal my car. At least. <laughs> don't fucking do that. DJ is entrusted with the personal information of where the basement <laughs> is located. DJ, please do not uh, blackmail that information. Absolutely not. <laughs> Valuable information. You'll get a shitty, Kind of not really a race car. <laughs> Are you a uh, work from home? Yeah, dude. Fortunately, I am a work from yeah. home. Do you, oh, so you said you said fortunately? Yeah. So you don't miss it at all? Fuck no. Really? 
So I also work from home and I always am a, a grass is greener person, you know, where it's just like, I, I feel like I do miss it so desperately. I supervise. So it's weird to have those conversations with people who are, you know, subordinates mm-hmm. over a webcam. Like, even if it's not like bad, like it's, it, it would be better to be like, like, Hey DJ, like, Hey, let's go, let's go to my office. Like, Hey, let's just talk for a little bit. As opposed to being like, Hey DJ, when you got a sec, can you meet me? And then it's like, sometimes like you don't even have like your, what's that? Your mic's not picking up. Oh, at all? It's just really quiet. Oh, no. Oh, snap. I don't know why. Weird. Um, stand by, everybody, while I ruin my, my story. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was oh. trying to get you, like, subtly, and you, you, know were, you weren't picking up on it. Oh, I got it. And That's then I tapped you, and you were like, what? Sorry. <laughs> if I tap you when we're on air, that means don't make a scene. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm, uh... Oh, come on. There we go. I'm sorry. It's because I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a little stoned. Uh, but you know, Here, but it's just for me, it's like, it just feels like, um, I don't know. Like I, I miss people kind of, I don't know. But I've always been a people person. No, not you. No. Well, okay. So my job was super stressful for a bit and like doing the office stuff, doing credit card shit gets super stressful. So all I wanted to do was just hang out with my dogs. Mm-hmm. So once it like fucking the plague hit and whatever and we're just like we're just at home with the dogs like it was a lot more relaxing for me i did take more of a managerial role for a little bit and now i'm just doing reports okay so i really don't have to talk to anybody at all so it's it's cool man like i'm listening to podcasts i'm uh, the see, cost, comics explained and just working through reports i do i do envy that and while i am a people person so there was a position in my job that was just data entry. You know, it's cool because I would have got more computer experience, more like IT experience, just like the inner workings of like programs and stuff. Yeah. But the problem is that now that I'm at where I'm at, if I want to go somewhere, um, am I still not getting picked up? Or is that better? Let me see. Test, hello, test. Hello, hello, test, test. You're quieter than all the rest test, of Test, test, test. Um, but what? hello, hello. There we go. Gosh. Someone, <laughs> sorry about this, man. Uh, I'm so sorry. God damn, that's embarrassing. Um. <laughs> But I, my pay wouldn't come with me. Oh. So it's like I'd have to take like a decrease. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't do that shit. Man. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm like, because I have to interact with people. But yeah, if I was on, if I was on your side, for sure, there's no way. Oh, dude, I, I love it. Plus, like the best thing is when I do get like overwhelmed and stressed out. I just have my dog sitting there staring at me, just happy to, that I'm there. <laughs> so that makes everything a million times better. So I'm like, this is cool. That's cool. Yeah, what, what kind of dog is it? Yeah. So uh, my ESA, his name is Cyrus. He's a Malamute. So he's a big old, just think of a thick husky. Nice. Oh, <laughs> cool. really Hell like yeah. So like, you have like a Pokemon. Yeah, essentially. He looks like a, a variant of Arcanine. And I oh, love it. That's cool. <laughs> Very cool. What's his name? Cyrus. Cyrus. Where'd you get that from? Um, so it was we. It was a toss up between like Sirius and the Canis like Lupus like constellation. I wanted something that had to do with that. So instead of calling him Sirius, we went with just Cyrus because it was close enough. I'm like, oh, it also means like son of sun. So we're like, oh, he's bright. He makes me smile. So it works. That sentence made you sound like the coolest older kid. Like if I was, <laughs> if I was like, uh, like if I was like twelve. And I was at a bookstore, and you worked at that bookstore, and you were just like, "Yeah, like the lupus canis." And I would be like, "Wow, <laughs> that was it's got no such shit." No, I love it, bro. I'm engaged to a crystal mommy. That's why. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. So you're a witch in training. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have my wand yet, but like I think I know like my sun and my rising sign, mm. and like, <laughs> do you uh, do you enjoy it? 
do I enjoy like the crystal yeah. stuff? Yeah, like no, is, is is it more so because it makes the lady happy and you love making her happy, or are you also like this is pretty cool? Like, no, man, I think I think it's pretty cool. Plus, like my mom's a little hippy dippy and witchy. It's like most of my family is, so it's not too outside what I'm used to. Mm. But like, it's funny when she's like, "Okay, we got to burn the candles because it's like this moon cycle, and I need to collect <laughs> water and stuff." And I was like, "So wait, what?" <laughs> I like meeting people like that because then I feel comfortable explaining how I think the earth is flat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm like, hold up. No. no. <laughs> That's cool, man. And you are a Arizona native? Yeah. I was actually the first member of my family born here. Everybody else is from Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So all, do they have, they do the Chicago Bears fans? Uh, I guess relatively. They kind of fell out of like sports watching for a while. So like. <laughs> I like to fantasize a childhood where I got washed out of sports because that was my entire life. Oh, it's like, so it's yeah. a question I always ask. Like, it's one of those things where like, if you say city first, I have to be like, oh, Vikings fan, you know? Um, <laughs> but like, there's so many people in my life that were just like, no, like we never watched sports. And I was like, dude, that feels like, that feels like you're not standing up for the Pledge of Allegiance in school. Like, I feel like if you don't do it, like, you're going to get in trouble, like, by America. That, like, so the weird thing was growing up, like, I was always the artsy-fartsy kid. And mm. then my brother was, like, the athlete. Like, dude, this kid was a monster when it came to, like, football and shit. So, like, he was always doing all that. So we'd watch football here and there and some basketball games every so often. But most of my family's just a bunch of fucking nerds, really. That's That sounds nice. I don't know. Do you do you feel consistently like I feel like nerds always have what would we call it like like rivalry, you know, like it's kind of like like nerds, at least in my opinion, are just like I need to know more about this piece of like something. Oh, than yeah. Do. There's all, the, all the knowledge flicks. Yeah. 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 Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> so like talking about that, I can get into this a little bit. Um, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. So a song of ice yeah. and fire. So there's this big contingency between people who just watch the show and people who have read the books. There's always, like, this back and forth. And, like, I, I can admit I was fucking a gatekeeping asshole for a little while. <laughs> and then, like, trying to get my lady into enjoying Game of Thrones. I was like, yeah, you kind of got to chill out because you're coming off as a dick. <laughs> so, like, that that humbled me a bit. What do you mean? Oh, like, she, you're coming off as yeah, a dick. Yeah, I'm coming off as a dick as far as, like, well, that's not how it is in the book and the blah, blah, blah. Like, mm -hmm. so you got to take a step back a little bit. But then there's just some stuff that, like, gets brought up and you're just like... I can't really respond to this without sounding like an asshole, but mm. like, you know what? Just let them enjoy it. it. It's fine just because like they think one thing, but it is this weird, like constant knowledge flex. Like if you go through like comment sections of any kind of video, like I was catching up on Spider-Man comics and like comics explained said one thing wrong. And this dude like railed uh -oh. him. He wrote like yeah. an essay and I'm like, bro, it's, he's doing a three hour video. Chill out. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That happened, happened to me the other day. Um, it was on like a like a Metal Gear forum. Oh no! And yeah, yeah. it's solid as snake. Yeah, not yeah. Um, the so it was it was some guy just like popped in and he was just like, "What's the difference between solid snake and naked snake?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, let me tell you." You know, and I went into the whole thing and I, 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 I was the one that was wrong. I mis I misexplained. Um, why uh, why solid snake got old because you know he's just a clone and they age mm -hmm. a little faster um i explained that it was because of the fox dye virus and that's not true like that's yeah. just something so um some guy some neckbeard went in there and he was just like actually <laughs> you know he you got old because of the cloning process and you know and i was like damn like i hate that feeling i hate yeah. that feeling so much just getting mansplained on something you like so my problem with that is that there are things that I love, but the problem is that I'm horrible at even friendly debates. Like, I feel like as soon as someone just says, I don't think that's right, 
Nine point five out of ten times, I'm gonna be like, "You're right. That's not right. That was stupid." You know. So, so, <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure and, and, and I live with people that do that. And that's my biggest <laughs> thing. Is like, I'll be like, "Like, here's a cold and precise way that I think that this goes, and I'm pretty sure this is right." Took me twenty minutes to explain, and then this creation just. Yeah, dude, it's 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 rough. There's yeah. definitely some times where like I found myself typing out like a whole fucking response. I'm like, okay, now this is getting to a paragraph. I'm like, yeah. I should go do literally anything else except this right now. Is there some hills that you just like believe that you need to die? How about is there a game of hills thrown that you that you'll die on? That's maybe a contra- controversial. Yeah. Um that Daenerys's story is not for her to end up on the throne. It's meant for her to lose because Martin likes to subvert expectations and she literally is a warmonger. And he's a yeah. big fucking hippie. He's a hardcore hippie. <laughs> yeah. That's why people are like, well, this person's the best and they did this and did that. I'm like, dude, he is so anti-war, you don't understand. That's yeah. why like when they have people going through like, oh, the common people who are like starving they killed like five of their kids and all their goats, so now they're screwed. I'm like, yeah. the whole thing isn't to be the biggest, meanest war monster. It's to help the people. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is, I deserve the throne. Bitch, you're like seventh in line as it is anyway. <laughs> like, and it, that's a hill I will die on is like, I used to hate her as a character because like reading her POV, I'm like, you literally don't care about your people. You just like, I want to help people. It's like, no, but you want to help people so you get the chair. Yeah. It's not about like actually the people underneath you. It's about, oh, can we feed them bread? It's like, well, <laughs> I don't like that bitch, so my dragon should burn her down. No. It, it's 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 really definitely like in, in season seven, uh or eight, I'm sorry, season eight is like when you see like that that obvious deterioration where you're kinda like, Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. Well like, they they make <laughs> you a, won, but <laughs> they make a good point. It's like you're cheering for her when she's burning slavers, but if she's burning innocence, why are you still not cheering? And like that's the thing, man. It's right. like this war, this conquest, this greed all that shit's awful like realistically all the families suck i'm a hardcore stark fan they still suck they led (laughs) a lot of their people to war made bad decisions killed most of major families like yeah adopted a mongoloid like uh theon oh my god so many bad things That's that's a good that's a good hill honestly because I'm 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 inclined to believe you usually with lore I let him do it like like he is he like because just because I have I don't I don't just read I'm a caveman you know and. Like you were talking about how you were really into either the books or like, like, oh, there's always those people that's either the books or the movies. You remember that picture going on like Facebook when we were like in high school where it was like, this is the book. And it's like, this is what the movie shows you. And like, it's like, they cut out like a, like a DVD. Mm -hmm. I actually remember just being like, that's lame. Like, fuck you. (laughs) You I always hated that because I was always like, if that, the movie's like just the tip of the iceberg, like I want to know everything, you know, bro. That's like love and thunder. With me and Thor, like yeah. they, so the villain in that is Gore the God Butcher, who's right. fucking awesome. Yeah, played by Patrick Baybud. <laughs> and like, so his sword and all the shadow shit—that's supposed to be like the symbiote. That's mm-hmm. Venom and all that. They yeah. used none of that, but they did the teaser at the end of like Far From Home. Sorry if y'all haven't seen that yet. It's been like three years. <laughs> um, so it's perfect opportunity to set up Venom and the King in Black and all this. Marvel's just like, you know what? Let's uh, let's not do any of that. I'm just like, all right, man. Like it's, it seems like they're just trying to like make all the money off like the big titles first, and then because they were digging about a... maybe like expanding the universe a little bit. Yeah, because they were digging a little deep for a while, but mm-hmm. then that's because they had to, you know, bring out more of the most popular. 
but there's so there's so many rabbit holes to go down but they're kind of it seems like they're just kind of done yeah i my personal opinion is they fucked up by doing kang and not following up with doctor doom because Mm -hmm. then like you can lead into it easier because then boom here's doctor doom here's the fantastic four here's the x-men oh he's doing all these multiversal crazy things oh who the fuck is kang yeah and then you do it down the line but like i know the guys behind secret invasion didn't read secret invasion mm-hmm. they're just like but that's a memorable title so let's just call the tv show that yeah. has like five percent to do with the actual story <laughs> and it like i don't know dude it's just one of those things like i know people don't dive hard into lore but i think that's why writing teams require like you need seven fucking nerdy dudes like me <laughs> and then like three normal fucking people that are just like okay you're going off for an hour about a side character unless you're the, unless you're the halo tv show in which case they involved nobody that played that game bro i'm not a big halo guy but i listened to like a breakdown from one of my favorite youtubers on it and i was like holy shit i'd be pissed if i was yeah. a halo fan well he was telling me he was like dude because because it's like how many years in the future Halo? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't remember. Just hundreds, right? Yeah, I remember you. But he was like, I was like, how's it going? He's like, there's a Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> and, and, like, they're using AK-47s. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, so good start, right? Yeah, no. yeah. So that's why I choose not to, like, like the point that I was trying to make is that, like, especially with, like, Lord of the Rings or anything, 40K, you know, stuff like that. It's like, as long as there's a game behind it, I can focus on the competitiveness of the game. So I play Magic the Gathering. Been play, I've been playing it for years, my entire life. And like, there is a huge story. Every, you know, the main characters are planeswalkers. They plane chase, which means they like jump through multiverses, you know? So it's a pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And the card arts themselves tell stories, yes. you know? Um, I don't give a shit about any of it. And I've known, and, I, and I've been playing this game for almost 20 years. Like, I know of it, but like, I think it's like, it's one of those things where sometimes nerds get so frustrated. I'm not trying to, you know to Mount Horn or anything, but at, at one point I was pretty good at the game and I like to have casual fun unless I'm with him, in which case it's out, it's for blood, you know, but like, <laughs> you know, um, but with like people, whatever, it's like, I'm like, okay, I do this, this, that, and go for lethal, which, you know, I win. And like one guy was like, yeah, went, th- he went, he went, uh, oh, and two, it was best of three. So he went, oh, and two, and he's about to, I'm like, Hey man, good game. And he goes, it just sucks because do you know that Nico Bolas kills Jace? in the lore and like I cannot believe and he tried to essentially just say like I should have won I should have won because <laughs> the lore said so it literally feels like he said because the bible said <laughs> you know, like, I'm and, supposed to win yeah so like I'm sure he was just being funny but if he wasn't he played it off so well and it's those nerds that just drive me crazy it's like when I play like you know it's like I don't care when he does it but when we play 40k I got into it because he's my best friend and mm-hmm. he got into it and then I was like, oh, like the, they look cool. And yeah. That's just, I know about basic things, but I don't know like what he knows. So when we're playing the game. He's like, did you know that when this happens, this actually happens? And these guns, I'm just like, wow, man. Dude. And I don't mean to be a dick about it because I'm just it literally just goes like cool guns. And then I throw away like the rest. <laughs> Go bang. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, like he's told me about like the big knights over there and like all their stuff and all just big robot. so what's funny about that is like what i myself i've never played 40k but i got real deep into the lore after like they fucked over henry cavill and he's like oh i'm doing a 40k show so i was like let me figure what this is about because like a lot of inferior's music is based off of 40k Mm -hmm. which is really fucking cool because the singer's got paintings of like his miniatures and shit on his instagram but like i was going through all this stuff and like D &D campaigns like baldur's gate and shit so like our actual new song our single that we dropped on Halloween 
I kind of aped the name from a campaign in Baldur's Gate, which was like Carrying Crown, but I'm like, that sounds so fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. So like I've just been doing a hardcore nerd deep dive into finding things that I can kind of pull over into like the band thing. Like I really want to use from like the the Space Wolves from 40K, like the Canis Helix, the thing that yeah. makes them turn into fucking werewolves. Yeah. I want to use that for a really sick song, but we got to get to the point to like write that piece that well, is do earned. You, do you have you gotten to uh do you know what a demon kulaba is? I have not messed much with the chaos gods. <laughs> like I've just like what the fuck is going on this snake thing that's pretty. It like Oh, that's Fulgrim. <laughs> yeah. Fulgrim's uh, our sexy boy. Um <laughs> A demon Kulaba is how they make chaos space marines. And, you know, normal space marines, they go in, like, a sarcophagus or they get, like, the medicine yeah. or whatever. Um, chaos space marines, they use a lady, like, literally impregnate a normal human-sized lady with a space marine gene seed and a baby. Or, no, it's, like, a grown man. And they, like, cut her up and, like, you know, re-sew her back together with a full man inside her womb. And they inject her with all this shit and like feed her through a tube and like it's really fucking brutal, dude. Dude, four K is a fucked up universe. Oh, yeah. it's, it's fucking like, insane. And yeah. then she gives birth to a fucking chaos, an eight foot tall chaos space marine. See, that sounds like an Infinite Annihilator album. Yeah, dude. Alone. <laughs> yeah, dude. That sounds and, fucking. Cool. And this is something that I've been actually really excited to talk about because. Um, like, you know, I know that we haven't spent a lot of time together, but even at your shows and the little times I get to talk to you, it's like I would say like in another in another like reality you would be like close like with us like, like oh, you, there's so many things that i want to talk about and it's funny because you were saying that like you get a lot of musical inspiration and like i'm not you know we don't really jam or anything like that but i've got a jam just when i can and like i'll bring them like i've tried so hard to be like dude we should make a whole album just about like the primarchs yes. <laughs> and i'm like this one could be called for the emperor and it's like it's just like thrash metal you know like <laughs> And I was like, are we going to get sued <laughs> if we do this? But, like, if you do it the right way, because, like, I'm sure you guys have seen, like, those tables where it's, like, it has the primarchs, and it's like, oh, which genre, subgenre of yeah. metal are they? Like, if right. you did an album like that, and each song was specifically, like, catered to, like, one of the primarchs, oh. that would be so fucking sick. But the thing that is cool about that is, like, so Michael Coleman's our new vocalist. He's joined a couple months ago. Like, it's, it's weird because he was our fill-in dude for a while. And then we did a bunch of tryouts, and then he, world worked out the way it should have, so he came back into the fold. Dude's still super fucking nerdy. Mm -hmm. Like, him and Aaron are way tighter on the anime stuff, but, like, when we start talking about concepts and coming up with song ideas, he's like, dude, I got this and this. Like, we have a, an unreleased track. Um, may or may not be playing it at our December headliner. Just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. Personally, um, <laughs> it's my favorite piece of music I've ever contributed to. So when he first officially like joined the band, he was listening to our back catalog of stuff. And within like, I say 48 fucking hours, he's like, dude, I got lyrics to this. This is the concept. And we're like, what the fuck? This was like a missing piece. Like it was odd. To, it's like painting with a new color. That's yeah. like, that's how I've always looked at like the whole band aspect is everyone has their own strengths and things that they bring into it. But with his like nerdy background and how he feels about like certain inflections and shit like that, he has a lot of cool concepts that like get tackled as far as like the songs go. So I think I don't want to talk about the working title. I can tell you the working title of the song, but not the actual title. Okay. So the working title is Beans. Okay. <laughs> that is all Code word beans. beans. Code word beans. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. And like when you can combine those two things, and that's why like I, I've learned that a lot of in the metal genre, that's you know, you would you guys consider yourself death metal? 
I've, you know, okay, so it's funny with that. I've gone back and forth with it for years, man. Because, like, growing up, I was a shithead. I was very much a genre shithead. I was one of those fucking edgelords. And if it's not shreddy, it's not real metal. And I hated the term deathcore. Fucking hated it. (laughs) Right. Growing up and kind of realizing some different things, I'd say we are a melodic deathcore band. Cool. Well, especially in that in that type of genre, it's like there's there's. I mean, you had so many influences growing up. I mean, you had Lord of the Rings. You had the old uh, the like Lord of the Rings cartoon. You had just like fucking even like as what I'm saying is that like you just had like monsters and like wizards yeah. and fucking demons and all of that just sounds like perfect for metal music because that's oh, what dude. they did in the in the generations before and before. And then you have fucking Rush, <laughs> which is just like literally D and D music for nerds. You know, <laughs> like it's dude, always been I a cool concept. So bad to do a T-shirt that's one of those old like '80s like mural arts where it's like a wizard yeah. and like a fucking chick just grabbing his leg and yeah. for some yeah, reason dude. there's like tiger fly. Like, yeah. I wanted, like I wanted an exiled shirt just like that, just for the aesthetic. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how I grew into like campy doom bands like Bombzilla yes. and like you know like uh, like Sleep and like mm-hmm. you know it's just like. Cause you know, like where their influences come from, and you just imagine, yeah, it's like a warlock, just like, <laughs> you know, like it's so cool. Like, so I can hear a lot of it in your guys' music, um, in your album arts for sure. Now, uh, you've been together since 2000, and hold on, let me tell me, because you are an original member, yes, 2014. Uh, close 2013. <sighs> so, weirdly enough, dude, like I thought about this the other day because I was talking with my lady. I've been in the band with both Aaron and Alex, the other original members, since 2013, and I've been with her since 2014. I'm like, this is like the longest relationship I've had with my, like, and it's my bandmates. Yeah. And so, like, they'll, they'll mess with her about it. It's like, we've been with him longer. <laughs> it's like, it's cool because we've, we've gone through so many changes, and, like, with member changes, it was always weird. Like, when Mike came in to play bass, um, he was a fill-in. But dude tackled the material immediately, and it was awesome. Because, like, we had a lot of people that are like, bro, this is not, this is a little bit outside my wheelhouse. So then, like, getting Coleman in was, like, a, it felt like a good fit. It wasn't like we had to get, like, that weird awkward period of, like, let's jam a few times and figure out how this feels. Like, he kind of just, like, flooded in perfectly. That's a good feeling. Yeah. You know, that was, you know. When, when when Christian joined the show, I mean, we've been friends for a long, long time. But, yeah, that's always cool. Is that, like, just as soon as he was the official host, it was, like, so, so easy. And I love this guy. You know? <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know, Christian's kind of almost, like, my longest relationship. <laughs> I mean. That's right. Uh, I, think Courtney, I think Courtney beat you by, by about a year, though. So. Fair. Yeah. But. Uh, no. No? <laughs> no. Lovers you and I have known each, known each other since eighth grade, sir. But were we friends? We're friends. Where are we friends? Yeah, I gave you a piggyback ride he at Chris Shemley's party. Stand me. For the record, <laughs> he thought I was so stupid. I'm just saying, like, one day I cut my hair into a mohawk. A couple days later, this guy's got a mohawk. Bro, I'm just saying, we just need to start a whole new genre of films that are just bromances. It's like, they didn't get along. And then, like, they're the best of just friends. Bring it back. The that's, the, that's the genre we need to bring back. There's nothing better than a camp. We could do that. Yeah. We've been talking about a Basement Dweller movie. I think I wanted Mike Tyson to play me. <laughs> and, 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 and you were gonna have uh, oh fuck I don't was remember. it Danny Trejo Danny Trejo I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay I would totally fucking watch that yeah, right? <laughs> I just thought it'd be cool to do that you know we talked about being like in a movie and it's like yeah dude come on just picture just Mike Tyson just you see the planeswalkers <laughs> <laughs> I have this dream to be on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have bada bing on my knuckles what up <laughs> that'd be sweet right. 
If you could have anyone play you in a movie about your life, who would it be and why? Fuck. That's a good question, dude. I mean, like, I got tortured all throughout high school with, like, you look like Corbin Blue, so, like, that's <laughs> definitely not. Dude, giving him a career again? That'd be sick. I mean, yeah, maybe, but, like, <laughs> fuck, dude. I don't know. I I really don't fucking know. Um, Did you really get bullied for that? Like, yeah. <laughs> Ever, like, dude, okay, so, like, here's the worst part about going to high school. Hey, do me. a dance, Corbin. Seriously, that's, here's, like, here's I'm on the, the rope. I, like, I joined the football team. My mom asked me to. I was like, fine, fuck it. I'll get into shape. It'll be good for me. So I'm on the football team, and everyone always thought it was weird. Like, you're a black guy that likes metal music? I'm oh like, you know, God. Jimi Hendrix plays good, too. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no. Never mind. The origin of rock music. Okay, fuck it. It's, it's not worth it. But it was that, and it's like, oh, come on, Corbin. Jump in. Jump. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, dude, I've never even fucking seen those movies. And the worst part was I dated a girl at one point in high school that dated me specifically because I fucking looked like Corbin. Didn't like me, like, like the things I was into but dated me because I look like Corbin Blue. Wow. Shit. I think you owe it to yourself. I think closure is finally watching. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 108, we invite DJ back, and we'll be watching a live viewing party of Jump Just in. do the whole fucking trilogy. <laughs> Man, that's rough. It's also funny that you said that you did football because your mom wanted you to do football. Yeah, dude. I, I had the opposite. That's why I think it's like so crazy, because like I wanted to play football, and my mom was like, no. So I'm like, oh, you my mom always thought it was like weird. She, her and I have gotten much better about this like later on down the line because like my brother did football from a super young age and then I was really into music. Like it was weird for me to even have her come out to shows in the early days because it was like there's a lot of flashing lights. Everybody smells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're probably not going to be able to have a conversation with the person next to you. I'm like, but this is like where I feel most comfortable. Like the reason I was always more into music as a whole and I think this is why like Aaron, Alex, and I have, like, stuck together for so long, and we've been able to have the connection with Coleman and Mike is, like, that's the Super Saiyan moment. Yeah. It's, like, playing, and the shit just feels real good. Oh, man. yeah. Like, and it's just, like, mm, that's that's the shit right there. And I've, I've heard people say, like, you guys look so happy, and, like, the faces you're making, you can tell, like, you guys are just doing your thing. I'm, like, and it felt... Like the perfect mix of things. Phenomenal stage performance. If, I mean, I mean, just to say, you know, to bring up the band again, Thanks, I mean, man. you guys have always... Like, just good timings and just good little, like, signature moves. Now that I've seen you so many times, like, I'm starting to notice, like, um, yeah, man, lot, lots of chemistry up there. Dude, we try. And, like, that's the thing is, like, Aaron's <laughs> will try to drill us sometimes. Like, guys, we got to move more. I'm like, but, bro, this part's hard. Yeah. He's like, they move on a part that's not hard. <laughs> so, like, the worst thing I have a problem with, though, is, like, Mike doesn't move as much as he used to. Is like, so Mike and I share a side of the stage. So he'll move back and forth with his wireless rig. And sometimes with his other bass, like he would swing and nearly hit me in the head. My problem is I almost run into Coleman sometimes because he's moving back and right. forth and stuff. And like sometimes I'll play and I'm like, yeah, we look great. And then I go to like do a hair whip. And I'm like, holy shit, I almost took out my vocal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that is scary. Um, you mentioned like that feeling, though. Like it's so crazy because I haven't performed live music in a long time. But um even, yeah, when there was, like, 15 people in that crowd. Like, it feels so oh, cool. And, and my girlfriend and I were watching this uh, documentary called Trainwreck, which was, uh, it's a Woodstock 99 documentary. Oh, cool. And they talk about, like, like the first big band. Well, they were all big, but, like, the closing, the closer of the first night of the festival was Corn. And so, like, the way that they describe <laughs> it is just, like, 250,000 people. And they start playing, like, Blind, you know, like, that, you know, and so it's just, like, like, you could feel that. And John Davis was on the documentary, and he was like, yeah, dude, he's like, there's no drug like on the planet that will ever compare to just like fucking shredding like that in front of that many people. Dude, there's, there's nothing. Like I remember 
there was a uh, was it the cattle cap show yeah i was i was having a lot of rough stuff in my personal life this is a few years back and we were playing a song another fucking unreleased one which might be being played dude we have a back catalog of like a whole fucking album and that was the cool thing when coleman came in he's like yo i can do all of this he's like this stuff's basically ready cool let me bang these out so nice and, and i was just like i was having a bad time in my life man and then we played this new song and i actually had a solo in it and i fucking nailed it and i was like i'm on stage with my best friends playing an opening for cattle decapitation which is already a fucking hype moment for me and i nailed the fuck out of this solo and it was just like it was unbelievable like that that just sense that unity and it's really cool to see the crowd and like sometimes when people were mouthing stuff back because like i feel bad with like we get a new vocalist in the band like yeah what are the lyrics here it's like shit um I know I go and he says something, but, <laughs> but like seeing people yell it back or like when they know when certain sections are coming up, that's always been the thing that's been trippiest to me is like when there's certain parts in the song that we built up, like, nah, this is the part where you go ham. This is the part that's going to set off the audience. And I see people in the crowd starting to get hyped before it drops. And I'm like, mm. dude, this is, this is fucking cool. Like if I could tell 13 year old me that this is a thing, he would never believe it. Yeah. I'd like slap him, like practice to a fucking metronome. Right. But like that was, <laughs> that'd basically be all I tell myself. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's like fucking like, it's like real magic. You know yeah. what I really think about it? Like you just get a whole room, just jump in. That's fucking sick. And yeah, we will never know what that's like. Huh? We'll never know what that's like. Dude, no. I don't know. You could like, you guys could do like live, um, fucking double toasted does it all the time i like to think about like if i was going to do a live show the only thing that would give me real feeling is feeling like arsenio hall like we're just people are just like yeah like going but you know what i mean like i want to just sit down with christian and, like just i want to hear like inside jokes you know like just being yelled like all right you know yeah but like that's that's the, like that's the kind of thing we always joke about is like that's going to be our legacy if this picks up you know where it's like we look at someone like you in a band it's like you have the casual Oh my god, it's 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 oh my god, it's DJ from Exile, like dude, like you you've been amazing, like wow, could I get a picture where it's like Christian could just be shopping for milk at the store and someone's just like, oh dude, basic toilet, oh fuck my ass, man, you know, like fuck like, my ass, like, <laughs> that's gonna like, be it. Yeah, I'm not like they just like say some dumb shit like that, so it's like that's our legacy, it's just be clowns forever. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad legacy, man. Like as far as like people being like stoked to meet me, I've had weird experiences. Um, the first time I definitely rec- remember it happening is I was in Castle with my partner at the time. Nice. Um, this dude's like, you're in that band. And I was like, this is the weirdest place to get recognized. <laughs> Second time was like at a dispensary. And I was like, well, at least like I know who we're playing to. <laughs> and like, it's, it's crazy. Cause like I can see with the, the band members themselves, there's like groups of friends that cross over and stuff. But then like, there's a wide range of people who like, I'm not super familiar with. So it's like, oh yeah, I've been in the band with Coleman for some time, but like I don't know all the people in his like catalog of friends, mm-hmm. but it's cool to help expand that audience and like meet more people and like just get more music out there cuz honestly, man, after the plague, that shit was that was real touch and go. Like we had a lot like just money issues and just internal stress and like trying to get back in shows and everything and then we did part ways with Anthony and like that was hard too cuz like I love that dude. He's still like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd die for that motherfucker. Yeah. He's still like my road dog, but it was a good time for us both to go our separate ways as units. And then literally when I talk about Coleman coming into the band, it's like, oh, <laughs> like he just like came down from a light, dude. Yeah. 
Hi, Basement Dwellers. This is just a friendly reminder that if you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you can do so at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Productions. We have three tiers of subscription. You can do 5, 10, or 15, also known as the Basement Bay. If you do do the $15 subscription, you do also get a one-of-one art piece uh, by yours truly. Uh, we really appreciate it. We can definitely use the support. So, love you guys. Man. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Man, it's cool just... Just keeping it alive, man. Like I've seen so many bands, mine included, just come and go in the lifespan of Exiled. And like to see you guys keep going is so fucking sweet. Did you guys get any uh, music inspiration from from COVID? Okay, so our... <laughs> I feel like that was a big thing with metal bands. <laughs> no, so okay. like what happened during COVID? There was a period of time we were just banging out songs, dude. So like we had an EP that released, I think, in 2020 called Novum Finum, and it's a new end mm-hmm. in Latin. And that was a concept album. And essentially that was the thing on a spaceship and dead space is mm-hmm. basically what it is. And so then, like, people were really digging it and everything. And then we had someone reach out to us like, hey, man, so I've been having this debate with my buddy. Is this album about covid <laughs> and I'm like, no, did you ever watch The Thing or play Dead Space? Like, it's not about COVID, but I'm like, well, it is. There's a virus and it takes over. I'm like, fuck, we wrote a COVID album. I'm like, but we didn't write a COVID album. I think about like, uh, like, like one of the tropes that I always think about with like 80s thrash metal is um, some kind of surgery. Oh, God. There are so many albums written about just like surgery with no anesthesia, open heart surgery, brain surgery, fucking sickness you know so i was like i wonder if like that like if covid brought back just like a new core oh dude i think it definitely <laughs> was covid did. core there's definitely like so many times like people like oh we're gonna break this song about this virus and like artwork and stuff that's simulated off of it i'm like um i don't know about that man <laughs> how many of the would you say everyone contributes equally when it comes to like song names i think song names yeah everyone does it's kind of like We'll have the work and title, and then we'll get the lyrics. And like that's the cool thing is with Coleman is like he gets them to us right away. So we kind of have an idea of what we're looking at and like the vibe we're going for. Like the we're very particular about words we choose when we're trying to like name names. Like there's a uh, running joke within Exiled. We have too many songs that start with the letter C because <laughs> um, there's consternation, there's carrion crown. There's celestial unrest. <laughs> like, there's too many band names that start, or like song names that start with C. So we'll we'll all kind of like sit with it for a little while, and usually we'll go. One of us will shoot out an idea, and then everyone else would kind of shoot something around that, and we'll play the song a few more times and see how we feel about it, and then we'll go over the lyrics some more and see like, okay, so it's like sometimes like it's it's nice because even though everybody kind of has their specific role in the band everyone does contribute when it comes to like naming things and putting it out there. And then even like when it comes to art. So like if I were to break it down, Aaron and Alex do a lot of the composition and arrangement. Uh, We all do contribute musically and contribute bits and pieces and riffs and things like that. And then art is mostly on my end. And then Mike and Aaron get a lot of the like rhythms in. And then now that Coleman's coming in, the difference between he and Anthony is that with Anthony, there was a lot of like vocal forethought first mm. as far as the arrangement of the song. With Coleman, there is definitely this aspect of, okay, am I trying to let the instruments ride out here or am I trying to compliment what the instruments are doing? Mm. And it's, it's really nice to work with that. We can't, we can't do that. 
as soon as Christian's like, I just don't know, man. I don't know if that. I, 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 I would not be able to explain a single thing that you explained. I'd be like, it just don't sound right, man. Like, dude, sometimes <laughs> it, like there's just as fuck, bro. There's just sometimes we're sitting there and we're like, shit. Um, and like I've realized, getting older and like doing some personal growth and shit, communication is such key that I'm way better at communicating to four other dudes sometimes than I am like my own family, my fiance. And it's like just kind of figuring out the right word choice to help explain a situation or go into it without like rustling any feathers or it coming across or being read a wrong way. Right. Yeah. And like being open to criticism and stuff. Cause there's like, fuck, dude, we'll go through so many variations of a song. Like we'll come up with a riff and like, fuck, that's cool. And then like the next practice, we're like this does not fit. And it doesn't <laughs> mean that like the riff is bad, but it's like, okay, cool. Let's store this away elsewhere. Like, yeah. And we cannibalize a lot of our own songs. Like, sure. I guess it helps that not everything's been put out there. So it's like, people won't know. <laughs> yeah. No, th- yeah. I mean, but it's also good to have the skill that like, like three people don't just cannibalize the other person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to have some kind of like, because as soon as you allow one person to feel unwanted, it's like, that's when like the, like the, the golem effect takes in, you yeah. know, like. You're just like, oh, they hate me. Like, this sucks. Like, we we definitely try to avoid that as much as possible because, like, we kind of have this sense of, like, if we feel that vibe in the room while we're practicing, like, yo, how are we all feeling about this? And then we'll go around and talk about, like, how we're feeling about it or if, like, we got something else on our mind that's kind of distracting us from it. It's, It's a nice, healthy environment to, like, be in. And I really, really appreciate that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to compare it to us. Like, how do we do this? Like, they're so communicative. Sometimes I feel like when we have band members on, I feel like this is like couples therapy. Where it's just like, <laughs> bro, we, that's what it is. Do, do we not, Christian? Do we need to start doing that? Do we need couples therapy? Yeah, like like the other day. Like, I just get really obsessive compulsive. I just become like a, a crazy mom sometimes with some things, and so I literally had to just be a, like a pouty baby about it. And then, like for the first time in a long time, I was just like. Let's go outside. Because <laughs> I hate confrontation. You know what I mean? But, like, he's so cool about it. He's like, dude, just... Just tell him what it was about. Yeah. That's no, it. I'm saying you tell him what it was about. Oh, it was about... Be- oh, <laughs> because I wanted the couch moved. And... <laughs> I wanted the couch moved because it would make me really happy. He was, like, was- on his way out the door to go to the gym or something, yeah. right? And he was like, hey, um, can you move that couch over here when I get back? And I had, like, just woke I actually hadn't slept that day, so I was like... All right, but I wanted to like tattoo myself, and uh, you know, I I just wasn't like in the mind space to like want to really do anything today, and uh, it wasn't today. But um, then he was like, yeah, like as he was leaving, he's like, hey, can you move that couch? And I was just like, yeah, I guess, you know. And then he <laughs> left, and then he came back, and the couch wasn't moved, and I passed out because I hadn't slept, right? So but I I want you to know that it really did feel like it was like my husband of fifteen years, <laughs> and I was just like. Weaponized incompetence. Well, because <laughs> well, we were going to do an episode, and I went up to him, and I was just like, "Hey, um, I was like, do you want to start setting up, or, or I, I was like, I can move the couch right now." He's like, "Oh, you're going to move the couch?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, I already did it." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you when you're in a better mood." And like, then he came out, and he was just like, "Let's go talk, yeah. <laughs> dude." And sometimes it gets like that, and it's like it's learning people have different communicative styles. And like that was something I think we had to work out internally as a band to kind of get a handle on, and it helped me out with like other aspects of my life. Like there are some people I'm the kind of person that if you tell me there's a problem i need to talk about it right now yeah because my brain's gonna catastrophize and run off and make every worst scenario but there's also members of the band like dude i need to sit on this i need to chill i need to compose myself go through how i really feel about this before i talk Mm -hmm. i mean it really is a relationship 
Oh, I mean, totally. It, I mean, you have to. I mean, you guys, you know, it, it can't just be about the music. Oh, no. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, you think about like all those like legendary bands like the Eagles. They fucking hate each other now. We you know try I mean? <laughs> very hard. Like it's been difficult with current schedules, but we will try to organize a day where like we just hang out and yeah. like maybe we'll talk about music or like stuff we're listening to. But otherwise, it's just the five of us chilling and trying to be friends and not yeah. think about like the work aspect of it because when stuff does get into crunch time like we it was we had like an off period because we didn't have a vocalist we weren't taking shows and stuff but then we got a vocalist and then we recorded some stuff we played some shows and played some really fucking great shows and then it was just trying to make sure everybody's ready to get running again just because it had been a, a delay in time. And it's like making sure we're all coming together. We're all in the same thought process, but it's not just a business exchange. We're not just, okay, well, I'm going to go hang out with these people who play instruments with me. But right. like, no, those are my brothers. Those are my good friends. Like when we all have like shit happening in life, we try to tell everyone. Cause it's like, this is a going to affect the band. B it's going to fuck with me. So like, don't think it's me upset with you guys at all. I just got my own shit going on. And when stuff is really intense, we're like, man, you take care of that. Thank you for telling us. We'll handle everything here on this end. Man, that's so professional. That is so sexy what you just said, dude. (laughs) Like, honestly, man, like, we talk about it every now and again that, like, (laughs) like, sometimes I really do feel like I I personally direct this show sometimes to, like, ask a big brother kind of thing. Like, the last episode we did, we talked about our style Mm -hmm. and just, like, how we give a shit. That, you know, you got to give a shit, you, yeah. you got to shower, you got to shave, you know? And so it's like, it's kind of like the same thing with even dudes our own age. Like, hey man, like he has to tell me, he's like, if you just say what you need to say and just not be miserable for the next seven hours. And then when you feel ready, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, you feel so much better. And I feel like the fact that you guys do that with a five piece group is, is really impressive. Yeah, dude. Cause it's, it's one of those things I think. I can say for myself in a personal sense is I tie so much of my identity into exiled and into my music. Like that's, that's the representation of me. That's my legacy. If God forbid something happens to me stepping out the door, whatever the fuck that is my stamp on the, on this earth. So we, we make sure to have that best representation forward no matter what it takes. And if stuff has to take a little bit more time, cause like we feel like we're not putting our best foot forward and it just feels the general soul ick yeah, mm-hmm. we try to work that out to make sure that like no one's feeling that going forward because then it's like we have a broken piece in the machine, right? And it's not going to be able to keep going. We don't like that. Oh, that was a good way to say it. The yeah, it's like I felt that like right. I'm like oh, like so you <laughs> like that like gunk. In yeah, your, in dude, your like chest, the dude? soul ache where you're just like I'm not I'm not fucking feeling this man. Like and we've we so speaking of that, we had a not like a soul ache situation. We had a piece that we're working on, and we got some other songs. So. If you guys want to hear all these new songs, you definitely want to come out on December 15th to Pub Rock. Bada boom. We'll be playing with Amaya, who's directly supporting us, Shores of Ithaca, Thrash Can. Uh, it's going to be a fucking great show. Yeah, but wait. one of the songs that we have prepared for that, we went through several variations of it. So there's other songs that are newer that I think we were feeling a little bit more than this piece, and it just took a while to get to it. And it was hard because it was like... We couldn't put our finger on it. Like, just why is this one not hitting the same way? What is making us not attached to this piece the way we should? So we really sat with it. We went through it and like, what do we want from it? What are we trying to bring forth in this piece? So then we were able to go in 
and like actually pull it together. And like now this is one of my more f- favorited pieces to play. It's still um, still a bit new, but it, it just took some time of us breaking it down and really like going into like, why do we all feel this way about this piece? Or why do some of us feel it stronger than the others of us feel it? Man, I'm feeling really relaxed right now. <laughs> These are some real words, man. <laughs> man, we we try because like it's a stressful environment. Like I already know some of the things we're trying to push other members to do. Like speed is a big fucking thing. Like that song I was talking about, beans. That shit's 240 BPM, and like <laughs> yeah. I, I already know fast like, beans, <laughs> fast beans, and like my there's a certain run in there. I was like, motherfucker, I cannot nail this the way I want to. And I know there's certain 16th sections that Aaron's like, this is a bitch to get through, but. Yeah. We encourage each other because it's like, man, like no one's going to discourage you or say like you're not pulling your weight because like we know you're busting your ass to get this done. This shit's hard. We know it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like, so do you feel like everyone, you know how you can make art in any kind of mood, you know, it's kind of like drinking, like no matter, regardless of what you're feeling, you could have a drink, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so if you're sad, you make sad music, you know, stuff like that. Do you feel like you guys collectively do get more stuff done when it's more of like, because it's funny to think about a, a positive feeling with the kind of music that you make. <laughs> <laughs> like it reminds me of an episode of Metalocalypse where they erase they so they they fire Murder Face, but because they did that they made like five albums like, like they just killed it. But they're listening to it and they're like, oh, this sounds too happy. Like we sound like we're way too happy right now. But it's like you know death metal, so they get rid of it. So like, do you feel like most of it really is like you guys got to be all in a great collective mood, or do you feel like there is some songs in the catalog that because someone was going through it, they made something a specific way. No, there's definitely pieces um, that some members were going through situations and you can feel it in the song. And I think that's like the nice thing is playing through it and kind of talking about, yo, what was going on in your head? What were you thinking? What was happening in your life at this point? It kind of lets us get into that vibe. I think we try to avoid being in a negative headspace because a bad habit I picked up when I was younger is I'm only really good at creating stuff if I'm in a bad place. And I, I really want to encourage anybody who does anything creative, don't fall into that trap. I, it's because you do generate great things because there's a lot of emotion behind it. But relying on that is going to develop a very negative coping mechanism for yeah. life. Right. And so it's trying to find that good vibe of like, all right, cool. This piece feels really fucking good. Or like, man, I got something going on with my family and this inspired this. And we're like, all right, so how can we help make this feel triumphant? Like the funny thing is, I always tell Alex when he writes leads and shit, mm-hmm. bro, you write like powerful Final Fantasy music. He's like, I've never fucking played those games. I'm like, but, <laughs> but like, you, just hear me out, man. You play yeah. some really cool like Final Fantasy, like I got this yeah. kind of music sometimes. And like, it is weird because I don't, I'm like, have we written anything that's like necessarily positive? Everything is usually kind of like dark or more right. introspective. But it, could be, it could be dark because I was going to ask you like do you feel like you get a lot of work done in a like like art wise like in a mm-hmm. specific mindset and if yeah. so does it affect like can you like what am I trying to say like can you be sad and paint something happy or like vice versa so I mean yeah it, it it's it's like a weird like cocktail of like you kind of got to be like if you're sad then you, something also kind of has has to happen to like also give you like some kind of like motivation mm. if that makes sense. At least for me, like recently, like I haven't painted in a while. I painted this like two weeks ago, 
you know, and it was just like a spur of the moment thing. I was just like, I don't know what I was, I was watching Shorzy, like hockey players and stuff. And you know, how they're always like fucking each other up. <laughs> so <laughs> I really liked that. Like, you know, like the bloody face, like, you know, the, the fucked up mouth looks. So I was like, this is going to look hard. So I like painted that. And it was like, it was just, like I said, dude, it could be like a fucking drop of a hairpin, dude. Just like, I'm ready. I need to paint now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, that's an interesting way that you put it about, you know, cause you don't want to get addicted yeah. to a specific emotion and and people would even think well, what about happy it's like well now you're only creating things when you're in the best mood of your life so you feel like if you're if you have a bad day like oh well there goes my career and it's like an infinite you know so that's really interesting because they're like i never really thought about it but there are like artists of all kinds that really like i was thinking of like like like, like fucking um ride the lightning was about um like suicide, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like fuck. Like the month or like the few months it took to make that album, like how horrible was it in that room, you know? Dude, compared to "Steal My Sunshine," <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I always just imagine like the five of you guys, and it's just like you come in, you're like, "Hey, dudes!" And everyone's just ready and brooding, and just like, "Hey," you Dude, know? Like that's <laughs> the funniest thing is you would imagine we are super like all the time, but like we're really not. It's I've, the thing I've always appreciated probably about the metal community is that, like, everyone's just a big fucking nerd. Yeah. Everyone's just, like, really dorky and kind of goofy, and then we just happen to write really fucked up shit. The thing I have really appreciated recently is, like, Aaron's been on a real fucking drive lately about, like, creating stuff. Like, so we have a back catalog of stuff that's coming out. Um, we might even be filming a music video here very shortly. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be fun. But he's he's been on this real creative drive and he's like, dude, I just gotta I gotta get something out and like he'll just blast something out on the drums and Alex is like, you know what, I actually have something for that. And then he starts playing and it's it's cool to have like a conductor sometimes when it comes to a certain idea, but it is good to avoid like you were talking about those pitfalls because it's like I can only create when I'm in a super great mood. I can only create when I'm in a shit mood and when the word super horny, right? Yeah, <laughs> and like so I went through it recently and there was this August Burns Red song a while ago and like I hated it, but I couldn't articulate why I hated it. It's called Creative Captivity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just this little instrumental piece and it would irk the fuck out of me. And my buddy at the time is like, dude, why do you hate this piece so much? I'm like, because that concept is the most fucking frightening thing to me. It's like, I want to create, I want to write and I can't fucking do anything. And it's just, that's the worst thing I think you can in view on a fucking artist is like, yeah, here's all the tools. Here's everything you want. Go do it. No fucking creativity. (laughs) That's the worst man. Pacing the floor back and forth. Like, ugh. like I remember when I was doing comedy, like that was the worst feeling of just like knowing, cause you would, you would do the same joke five times a week, every week, you know, cause you have to nail it. Right. Yeah. But there were times that you really did want to challenge yourself to do like a a new set, like five minutes. And what is that? Three jokes, you know, like easy. And I just remember, sitting down with a, with a beer at like nine 30 and it was three 30 AM and I had nothing written. And I was like, I think I should probably go to bed now. Like that's so it's, it's horrible. It's kind of like the opposite of the feeling of being on stage. You know, yeah. it's like, you feel so alone. Dude, and you like, feel like a spotlight's on you and literally yeah. every person, it's just Nelson. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. You're like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. <laughs> that's one of the things that really attracted me to Warhammer actually. Cause like, you know, me being, an artist and a painter you know it's like there's a like a a template there you know it's like it's not so much like paint this it's more just like because you could paint you know blood angels a million different kinds of ways you know you know they're red yeah (laughs) how are you going to paint them red how are you going to highlight it how are you going to shade them you know 
um how are you gonna add the little decals on them so it's like for me like when i was in like when i get slumped like that like for art i love painting warhammer minis because i'm just like it's you know it's i'm familiar with it it's already there i know what i gotta do i just gotta hammer it out you know and it kind of just gets those like juices flowing you know what i mean yeah it's a great feeling I think with me, man, sometimes it'll happen to the point, like, I won't always have a riff on mind, and, like, that's probably the shit that irks me and feels the shittiest, is when, like, I can't contribute, like, musically, and, like, sometimes I'll be in a work meeting, and, like, a random word will pop in my head, and I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and then it's, like, a couple lines of a song or something here, and I'm like, I gotta send this that's to the guys right away. That's what I was actually about to ask you, was, like, is there a lot of times in your life where you're at the grocery store, and you're just kind of like... Fuck shit! Like, <laughs> dude, I was walking my dogs and picking up shit, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's a cool concept yeah. there." Like, <laughs> my brain's just going off in random directions. I'm like, "Okay, shit!" Like, and it's forcing creativity doesn't does not work. I feel like, and then it'll strike you in the most random of times. I think the next worst feeling next to creative captivity is like if you're getting ready to like go to sleep and you just can't sleep, so yeah. you're like you're settling in. And your brain's just like, what about this? You're like, that's fucking cool. But you're yeah. like, I don't want to get up and start doing stuff because <laughs> right. then I'm not going to sleep. But then I'm going to forget what the fuck I just thought of. Right. I believe, I, you know, like I always teeter on like the thought of like religion and stuff like that. But I will say that the one thing that keeps me somewhat of a believer is just the pure like eureka feeling. Like the sense of creative, like creativity in your own mind is I'm just like, come on, man. Like that is like, you know, I'm sure you do it all the time. Like I do. You're just laying mm-hmm. around and you're like, <gasps> like, just yeah, like, but kind of the same way. Cause I'm up all night. So that it always hits me in the middle of the night. I'm like, fuck. It's five hours later. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten up just to like, for the show. Like I've gotten up like out of a dead sleep, like just at like four in the morning, just like need intro better. And then I just back out yeah one of the best things and i appreciate this so much about the guys in the band is we will mouth guitar bits all the fucking time yeah like we will there will be nothing going on in the band chat like we're all just like working on our own stuff just going through the normal day and aaron's like yo check this out and like has a whole like 15 second voice message and we're like okay wait a second okay got it we can fuck around (laughs) with this like and it, I just like how everybody throws into the pot. It's it's a good feeling because I never wanted to be like when I was coming up, dude. I never wanted to be in a band like like you were saying, like they fucking hate each other. Like I can't stand a lot of their music now. But the thing I always liked was like Avenged Sevenfold. Those mm-hmm. guys always seem like the best of friends. And yeah. I was like, that's all I want to do when I get into a band. <laughs> I want to be like Sinister. Yeah. <laughs> did you want the guitar as a kid too? I did, bro. Yeah. I had the fucking fingerless gloves and shit for a little bit. And then I was like, I look really weird. Like there's a very cringy photo. It's probably still on my fucking Facebook. But <laughs> we like those. with a fucking the fedora hat. I'm just like, I look so hard. Hell like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh man. A a unironic fedora. God damn. You should have kept it alive. No. Maybe man. if people were seeing it in death metal, they would have thought it was cool. Bro, I can't do that with my hair. Like, that's that's impossible. No hats? <laughs> no, man. Like, I used to wear hats when I was, like, a skater kid, and then I broke the fuck out of my wrist, and I was like, well, I suck at this. I'm going to play guitar now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, going back to, like, when you were, like, all, like, we're just, the, like, the softest nerds ever. It's like, every time I see you at a show, your hair's down. But every time I see you outside, it's up. And I'm like, that is the most, like, just... All right, cool. Yeah, if my hair is down, like I joke, like that is me being DJ. Right. If my hair is up, I mean, it's up because this shit's not going to fit on my head otherwise. (laughs) Um, That's Dejan because I'm trying to be a lot more professional and like that's how I am at work. And it's funny too because like I know when I would be in meetings with like my managers and stuff, it's like I go, when they start talking to me about stuff I'm interested in, there's a slow escalation of like how my vernacular gets (laughs) and how many times like I pause or I have to stop myself from swearing because I swear normally while I'm speaking. So it's like, 
<laughs> this, this tentative balance like but the, the hair thing is funny because if i work the merch table i make sure my hair is up i'm wearing a different shirt and everything sometimes i have glasses on yeah and then i'll get on stage and everyone's like you were the guy at the table i was like yes yes that was me <laughs> i like to imagine dj is some kind of like mr hyde but I, like to, I like to imagine that you're at a work meeting and he's just coward <laughs> just take me out dude drink a beer like, <laughs> God, he talks to you all day long that is that is like the feeling at a concert when I'm just like I'm waiting to get on stage and it's like cool we play at nine it is five I can't drink at all I like I can have an energy drink I can monitor the merch table I like to imagine it's this right now but your hair's down and your sleeves are gone yeah. this is what you see on the other side of the mirror you know <laughs> dude it's the two sides of the mind <laughs> did you ever have a nickname other than your name. Uh, like I had people call me JT for a while when I was a kid. Um, there was a chick in high school called me Dobie. Dobie, that's cool. Why? Like the Harry Potter character? That's Dobby. Oh, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, I'm heading to the internet right now. <laughs> she called me Dobie, and it was like a short version of Doughboy. Like, cause you were chubby? I guess, but that was freshman year, and then I got super jacked for wrestling. <laughs> Do you remember getting bullied for something stupid? Uh. Like, I mean, it's always yeah, a stupid reason. Yeah, I'm short. But... Um, I'm brown. I have fucking tiny chubby hands. Uh, like, name one. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. It was pretty bad, man. Oh. I got made fun of because I liked ketchup a lot. Ketchup? Yeah, ketchup, but like, what do you mean you liked ketchup Like, I just, I would just use it as, like, my number one, con- like, condom. I swear to God, kids are so not fucking creative at all. <laughs> and there was just one day, like, well, I mean... They would make fun of me because, but I was definitely like an early 2000s, like sheeple style, you know, like I had a puka shell necklace, you know what I mean? Like I spiked my hair all the way around. Like at one point I, I legit had like blonde tips in my hair. Damn. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, you know, I was, I was always kind of fit for the crowd, but there's one day this fucking kid was got up on the table and was just like. Look how much ketchup he's eating. And it was just, I mean, it was probably more than normal. Yeah. But like, you know, I literally was just mid hot dog. Like, and then all these kids, bah, like, ketchup. they called me. So they, yeah, so they, call, so they called me ketchup. Like, I like to imagine that. And I forget, and I forgot that dude's name, but I would like to hope that if I ever met him in real life again, he would, the first thing he better say is ketchup. Okay. So on I, that, I would I go ballistic. Two things for you gentlemen in regards to ketchup. Okay. So one is a story and one is a question. Okay. So, my uncle growing up, he would douse his mac and cheese and ketchup. Oh, whoa, douse it. And I was like, yeah, sure, it's okay. And then, like, I told that to my fiance, and she just had the most, like, it looked like those flapjack animations when, like, they zoom in on their faces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's like, that's disgusting. I'm like, what the fuck? So, my question to you guys is do you refrigerate your ketchup? Yes. Yes. Okay. This this caused many debates at household bell, <laughs> so, like screaming matches between family members. I'm like, oh shit. So here's <laughs> here's my thing with this, and it's the same thing with butter, is that I know that you can have both not re- refrigerated because you every restaurant you go to, it's a lukewarm bottle of ketchup. Yeah. But because my entire life, that's what we did. That's why I do it. Like if I have the conscious idea of like I can just leave this out, mm-hmm. but I'll always put it back in the fridge. Same. What was the other part? Oh no, just the story about me. I was waiting. I, I was waiting. I was so waiting for you to ask the question. Was that weird? And that's why I was looking at you. Because I was waiting. <laughs> oh, for you. Jacob puts applesauce on fucking everything. 
My grandmother did that. They could have called me applesauce. They all knew about that, too. <laughs> my grandmother did that, so it's not so weird. Like, dude, Grandma Casper is <gasps> fucking nuts. Grandma Casper used to put mac and cheese or, or, or applesauce on everything? Pretty much everything. Like, my mom was making pasta one day, dude. And, like, so she just, like, <laughs> we're eating it later. Like, why does this taste sweet? Something's really weird. <laughs> And here comes my old grandmother just walking by with a fucking bottle of apple juice and just pouring it into the fucking sauce. That's, Damn. She's me, dude. I think I am your grandma Casper. <laughs> Resurrection. Me. I know, dude. No, it, like, so that's why I was looking because, like, I'm, I'm, I cannot talk. Like, no one, if anyone ever says, like, oh, I do, I don't fucking know, like, this and this, and I go, that's gross, all of them collectively will be like, are you fucking serious right now? Because... It was a thing from my childhood, and it's on. Like I've I've said this a million times on the show, but it's primarily mac and cheese. It's my favorite thing. Any kind of pasta, pizza, chicken, French fries. Sometimes <sighs> I know it, it. Like I just. I mean, applesauce and like pork chops makes sense. Tried and true. Yeah, but I will tell everyone, and everyone who's tried it says at least they get it. Yeah, because I am a firm believer. You should not say it until you try it, and this. Yeah, be- it's like it's like it's like a pineapple on pizza. It's like. I get it, you yeah. know, but I don't like it that I mean, it's not my first choice. Yeah, I get yeah. it, but like I would definitely like the only way I think I would be fine with pineapple on a pizza is if the spice level of like the sauce and like the pepperoni or whatever meat or for me because I'm a fucking vegan mm-hmm. uh, meat substitute is on there to counteract it. So you have a yeah. good spicy and sweet because if it's too much, I'm like, yeah, this just ruined the whole fucking piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah, no, I I work at a pizza place and surprisingly, like I want to say like half of the Hawaiian pizzas we put out, like people add like jalapenos to it. Yeah. You know, and that oh. makes more sense to me. I never thought about that. Wow, I never, I never. I don't know, right? Doesn't that sound good, kind of? Yeah, that sounds better. That sounds way uh, better. Like honestly, like that's not a bad idea. I'm thinking here, like, hmm. (laughs) how long have you been vegan for? Um, I've been vegan for four or five years. My lady is vegan, um, and so it was like, well, I'm not cooking meat, so if you want to eat, you're gonna eat what I'm cooking, or you're gonna have to cook it yourself. And I was like, okay, well, and it was better for me, man, because like coming up, it was nothing but like bacon burgers and beer and just everything that's not great for me mm-hmm. and like genetically i won the fucking lotto so like <laughs> i already have pre uh, preconditioned like heart shit that's possibly in my future so i'm like yeah i should probably be healthier you yeah. just a, just a little bit and you no. don't miss it at all no oh there was a time like the one thing that would like get me sometimes is like it was hard to find a good vegan pepperoni substitute hmm. um and that would like, oh god, I need pizza. But Pizza Heaven Bistro has a great fucking substitute. And mm. then um there's been some good substitutes, but like it doesn't hit me the way it does. Like when I smell it cooking, my brain is like, Oh yeah, I know what that is, but it's just like I want the vegan version of it. Mm-hmm. It's not that like I want the meat version of it. And honestly, man, like the thing that did it for me is our older vocalist, our first vocalist, Victor. He had shared this video a long time ago, and like I remember seeing it and what it was. And it's like, I can't listen to it. I can't listen to it because I will mentally fucking snap. And it was like pigs. No. And I was just like, that's it. I'm done. I can't. Just like watching it even without the volume, I was like, okay, I got to I gotta switch over now because I'm like, this is like eating my dog. Ah. (sighs) This conversation is always rough because I too have seen those videos. 
as have I. And it's yeah. like, that's when I feel the worst, you know? And I know that most people are not going to be like, you fucking piece of shit. You know, like, I know it's a preference thing, for I don't, sure. I don't hate anybody that eats meat. I absolutely fucking understand, because I also know the substitutes and the w- way it's created. Like, I have friends who have hardcore allergies. They can't eat some of the substitutes, because that shit's going to fucking kill yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of it's like, it's that disconnect. And I think that's why so many people, like, switch it up once they see how it's made, mm-hmm. you know, cause back then, back in the day you were doing that yourself, you know, you were slaughtering the pigs and doing whatever you had to do. So I think, yeah, we definitely consume a lot more meat than we used to. So I don't know, maybe that should be like a requirement. Like you got to watch the video and if you still feel <laughs> like you can do it, then... I feel like if you balance it out with enough greens and fiber in your diet, you're good. Um, yeah. like I have family members who straight up still eat like carne asada and steaks and all this shit. So like when we come over, there's always like a vegan version of the food and nice. then other food because it's not just me. It's like my uncle and his wife and their son. And then my lady and I, um, her sister. So like we have a few people in the family, my mom, she goes back and forth on it cause she's got some fucking crazy food allergies. Like she mm. can't have corn. Mm. Which is in everything. everything in yeah. everything. Yeah. So like she has to be very careful about how she eats things. So she'll sometimes eat like vegan because it's a little safer for her. And then she still likes her chicken here and there. And you haven't cracked one time in five years. Not once. I have had a pepperoni pizza. <gasps> I took a bite into it and I was just like, this feels weird. And like, dude, I'm going to tell you right now. When you're eating non-dairy cheese for so long, and like I'm predispositioned for lactose because my mom's lactose. When you're eating non-dairy cheese for a long time and you eat cheese cheese, that shit's not fun. Oh, I bet. I was the king of the porcelain throne. Like I had that pizza and literally I just ripped off all the pepperonis and handed them to my dog. I'm like, here, you can have these. Dad's just going to eat the actual pizza. (laughs) Man, good on you. That's awesome, man. I'm trying, man. Like I want to be healthier because like I've had shit with my kidneys for years. Like I don't have filtering enough filtering units in it and shit. So like this was the fucked up thing in high school. I was not jacked, man. Like if you find pictures of me from like high school, I was not jacked. I was toned in some way but like i was not like raw and like i went for my physical and the doctor's like hey i don't mean to make you feel weird or anything i was like oh fuck this is gonna be awkward <laughs> he's like so is your coach you know handing out any anything in the locker rooms for you guys to help boost your game i'm like no no what what the Whoa. fuck <laughs> and i guess it's because like one of the chemicals that's found in that wasn't being filtered out through like my kidneys mm-hmm. so like they thought i was like on steroids oh. like Dang. dude i'm not i'm like my kidneys just suck <laughs> you know what's interesting real quick is like i had i had kidney problems and the way that they found out is that i have a bump on my ear and i had it i had an accident um you know i just got hit in the back and my kidney swelled but the doctor was like we could have noticed that he had problems because apparently the ears and the kidneys form at the same time hmm. when you're, you know, when you're cooking. And, um, yeah. So I was like, wow. So it's like, kind of like, saying, it's like, wow, if they were, is your, are you on gear right now? Because, if, <laughs> because if you're not, you should go to the doctor immediately. <laughs> That's fucking sweet, dude. This has been awesome. I always love having you guys on. It sucks that, um, you know, Collins couldn't make it. Yeah. He, he's, Got those car issues and shit, man. But like, I can I can't speak highly enough about Coleman joining and helping out with everything. And like, literally, he he attacked at full force, and we couldn't have asked for a better vocalist. Like, the weirdest thing is when we were trying people out, we got a few different um, auditions, and there were some solid ones out there. There was like one or two that were like, okay, this dude's got kind of everything we're looking for. 
but then this guy also also has everything that we're looking for, but not quite the same way. And life just lined up for Coleman to like join us full time. And I made an error earlier when I was talking about the lineup for the oh. concert. Um, it's us, so the Exiled Martyr, Amaya, Shores of Ithaca, Sebulia, and Thrashcan. Okay. I can't nice. forget the Ghostbusters. Those I want you to know guys. right now, we're going to fast forward to Friday. There's already a nerd that was like, this fucking guy. Oh, no, no, like, <laughs> they don't fucking like the bands they play with. Confirm <laughs> that you hate the bands. Nah, dude, it's it's been super cool, like just working with everything and then like getting the art out for Carrie and Crown. Like we dropped that on Halloween. We might have a music video for that one. Sometime. Can't. There is a video, possibly, mm. maybe. <laughs> we uh, there, there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline that I'm super excited about, and like that's been the coolest thing because with the plague and the member change, it got to a point to where I was like, shit, are we are we done? Like, bro, we're fucking thirty. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, like, I looked at myself in the mirror one day, getting ready for a show, and like, I put on my shirt and whatnot, then I put on my glasses, like, fuck. I'm an old metal dude now. <laughs> like, the, like the older metal guys, I was yeah. like, shit, dude, I hit that point. <laughs> That's where you go through one song in the pit and then you go in the back and you're like, <laughs> oh, bro. Like, I've already like, oh, do I want to go for this song? Like, no, no, I really nah, don't. Me and Christian are come, like confirmed. Which, beer? Yeah. Arms crossed? Yeah. One of these. Dude, yeah. and, like... <laughs> That's sometimes just how it is. And it's it's cool. It's nice to see that, like, it's still expanding. Like, the thing that always trips me out is, like, when we have fans that are, like, younger than, like, our normal peer group. Like, I look at our Spotify stuff and, like, yeah, it's, it is important. But, like, my biggest thing has always been with music is if I can make somebody out there feel like they're worthwhile and, like, the world doesn't fucking hate them and they're not worthless, I did my fucking job. I don't care if we're playing to like the hugest crowds possible. If someone's like, I didn't want to do the worst thing possible for myself and people who care about me. Cause this riff or this drum part or this lyric really got to me. I did what the fuck I was supposed to do, which is the exact opposite of what we do where we're like, you're stinky. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take care of yourself. You dress bad. We just bully people. That's great, dude. Uh, December 15th, uh, Exile Exile Martyrs uh, headlining show. Headlining show at Pub Rock. At Pub Rock. Uh, tickets? Yes, we do have a ticket link available through our official website, actually. We do have an official website now, which is really awesome. Um, We're getting some new merch stuff updated on there. There is actually an exclusive T-shirt that is coming with uh, this newest single. So if you guys dug the artwork, we have a fantastic artist, uh, Fendi Daywalker, did a fucking phenomenal job, like... I'm the worst person to meet outside of like normal band functions because if like I'm I've been drinking or I'm feeling a little elevated, yeah. Um, I spoil I spoil <laughs> fucking everything. <laughs> so if you ever want to hear songs ahead of time yes. or see T-shirts or artwork, just catch me outside of an event that's not me <laughs> playing and just like keep handing me drinks. I'm like, oh yeah, here's this and here's <laughs> this. Like I'm the worst spoiler in the band. So that's great, man. You have a website, exiledmartyr.com, and I'm assuming that's going to have all of your links to everything. Yes. Uh, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the fun stuff. Oh, exiledmartyr.com, Pub Rock, <laughs> December 15th. Tickets on sale now. Uh, Patreon.com slash Basement Dollar Productions if you want to support the show and the boys. Uh, we cannot do things without viewers like you. Thank you. And your money. And <laughs> that, that was what Christian wanted to add. Uh, we will wrap this up now. Thank you so much for coming on, DJ. Dude, thanks it was for super having cool. me. Benji says uh, thanks for coming over as well. There he is, his cameo for the episode. <laughs> Everyone else, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Hey.
If you like what you heard, type into their Instagram and Twitter. The information's right below with their email. It's time you bit the bullet and started caring about something with all your heart and energy. Be sure to log into the channel by subscribing and check out the previous episodes. Bye. But until then, we'll see you next week with a new one. We out for now. We out for now.